It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show, which means we're about to get into our Bible study. Super excited about our study today. We're getting into the book of Daniel. I do enjoy the book of Daniel today. I do enjoy the book of Daniel every day. Every day, yeah. It's one of my favorite <laughs> books of the Bible. Uh, before we do, we have another question for our quiz, and we have some text messages where we get to find out what your thoughts were for the first half of the show. All right, here we go. All right. Fill in the blanks. Faithful are the blank of a friend, but the blank of an enemy are deceitful. Okay, so this is actually a multiple choice. Okay. Okay, so. What is the blank? So, is it faithful are the eyes of a friend, but the words of an enemy are deceitful? Thankful, th- faithful are the praises of a friend, but the praises of an enemy are deceitful? Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And faithful are the charges of a friend, but the charges of an enemy are deceitful. So is it Mm, eyes and words? Interesting, interesting, interesting. Praises and praises, wounds and kisses, or charges and charges? Would would you have known the answer if you did not have on a piece of paper in front of you? Uh... Shana's nodding ahead. Producer Shana, yeah, reckon, I reckon, so she knew this. this she knows is, the answer. This is kind of common. Okay. I think this uh, is kind of. Uh, anyway, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. Of course, you can get your answers in, and if you get it correct, you go into the draw to win a choice of puzzle and a choice of CD. You get both of those things, and then you can do puzzles while listening to music. But again, your multiple choice, uh, your options are again. It was faithful are the. Eyes of a friend, but the words of an enemy are deceitful. Faithful are the praises of a friend, but the praises of an enemy are deceitful. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Or faithful are the charges of a friend, but the charges of the enemy are deceitful. So eyes and words, praises, praises, wounds and kisses, or charges, charges. Mm. You know the answer to that one? Mm -hmm. Give us a call, 0491-064-669. All right, text messages, nanomachines, what can be used to do fantastic things in your body? This is and will be used to totally control humans. Can the nanomachines go into my muscles and, like, make them really big? Well, this is the thing. Okay, so I'm I'm just going to say this. We don't know. Yeah. Because the Bible doesn't say. Uh (laughs) But the possibility is there. Yeah. Well, and so I won't say it won't happen. What I will say is the Bible says that human beings will, that, that, that Satan will desire, will endeavor to control every human being on the planet before Jesus comes back and he'll use anything in his power. Yeah, that's right. And, well, what we see now is that this these white blood cells, like, go to a specific location and drop a payload of medication. But yeah. what if you told them to go into your brain and to drop the or rewire it. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, anyway, scientists have no problems in telling us uh, what their achievements and aims are. God will only allow them to go so far to control our minds as humanity has to understand the last message before his second coming. Absolutely, I think that, that, that balances it out right there uh, because obviously you won't have the whole world controlled and people will still be able to make individual decisions for or against God right up until the close of probation. Ah, let me see here. Mach 5 super speed payloads. I believe that Russia came out with them first. Have you considered the speed of thought? Oh. As that is what angels are able to fly at. The payload they deliver is much more powerful. (laughs) 
hey, when yeah, God allows. Amen. Don't mess with God. I like that one. Uh, let me see here. I'll admit that I have had a problem with my love affair with chocolate bars. <laughs> Yeah. This person started confessing on air. and They, <laughs> <laughs> they clarified. Chocolate bars. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but guess what? What? I've been eating dates. So good. And it's taken away my chocolate sweet tooth. I was amazed it has taken, away my, taken my craving away. If you have the problem, you should try it. Guys, I want to push my wheelbarrow this, small, this morning. Okay. Do you want to solve every problem that you've ever had in your whole life? <laughs> yes. Stop eating dinner. That that's how that's that's literally stop eating dinner. It will change your life. Lawson has become a brighter, happier person. I have. for breakfast radio because he hasn't eaten dinner. Literally, and I that's started so eating breakfast. You I, never used to eat breakfast. I never ever used to eat breakfast. Oh, you know okay. this, Lyle. Come in. I never eat breakfast. I thought you ate breakfast after the show. No, <laughs> sometimes my brain, my brain, my brain does not start functioning until food hits my stomach. That's right. I, I stagger around the house and have a shower and don't know what I'm doing and <laughs> somehow, you know, make it as far as breakfast time and once the food hits the stomach, it's like, okay, I'm ready to go now. My, my day up. has begun. But, dude, literally, you want to solve all your eating problems. Also, write down all your food. That's, I've been doing that lately, just okay. writing down everything, writing down everything I eat and not eating dinner. It will change your life. You there heard you it here first. Also, right. like, follow God. I just stopped eating sugar. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I, I went cold turkey on sugar for a couple of months. And mm. after a couple of months, you stop standing in front of the fridge and staring into it and hoping that there's some hidden away somewhere <laughs> that you've forgotten about. And then it just becomes normal. Yeah, that's it's true. Not, it's actually not hard. That, that's so it true. Is, you think it will be hard. It's hard in your head. It's hard for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. It gets easier every week that goes by. After two months, you're fine. Yeah. That, well, that's the experience that I've had as well. It's like, not that I've stopped eating sugar. I've stopped eating desserts and sweets. That's right. That's right. It's like, you know, you're not, not eating apples or something. Yeah, like, no, of course not. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, natural sugars are good. But yeah. it's, yeah, totally. But, dude, our body can grow and then we just feel better and it's good times. All right. Let me see here. The UK heat wave. Imagine what the future holds. I believe that some airports had to shut down as the runways were melting. Planes won't be able to get off the ground in the future. What will that look like? Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. It's pretty wild. Yeah. There are runways are melting. Oh, that's... Children's apps. Big Brother is watching. Nothing new, but it is pretty frightening. Like you said, 72 million pieces of data on children in Australia. That was by the age of 13. Yeah, well... Uh, we can only guess how much data China has on its population. What an amazing setup. They made a world that requires us to use screens on a daily basis just to live and communicate, which we are paying for for them to collect all our daily information. Nice one. This is a very valid observation right there. Mm. They create the data, collecting machine, sell it to us for massive amounts of money. We pay them huge amounts of money for our data collecting machine so that they can collect data on us. Yeah, that's right. It's just that's that, that's our mm. world right there. Well, that that was like that was what we covered a couple of months ago. Like why Facebook has had such a downturn in its stock and its like struggle to maintain itself as a company is because Apple was like, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm, basically, I'm no longer gonna let Facebook steal data from you because that is the majority of their business is their yeah. is the fact that they, they collect steal data, data from you and then sell it to companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. What's all about? 
Mm. And, you know, even the online games, because a lot of people play games online, and what you've got to understand is that any of these games that involve any level of strategy, what they're actually learning is how you think. Mm. You know, for instance, if uh, if Shell and I play the, the board game called Dominion, uh-huh. her strategy is vastly different from my strategy in that game. Uh-huh. And that's because her brain works in a vastly different way than my brain works. Uh-huh. And you can play that online, and what it is 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 all about collecting information on how your brain works because the marketing that they will pitch to her and the style of marketing, the way that they'll do it, will be very different to what they'll pitch to me. And once again, they're collecting all of this data for uses that they haven't even invented yet. They just know that they're going to invent uses and that they're going to be mm. very, very powerful uses to control us. And they can collect it, so why not? Yeah, exactly. So just collect as much data as you can. We don't know how we're going to use it yet, but it's data. And data is power. I think people should just be sceptical of different programs and things in, in general because another thing that's been happening recently is that a lot of programs have come with built-in um, crypto mining like like bugs and mm-hmm. so your phone will be mining crypto for some company. That's yeah, that's using the using the uh, computing power. Of your phone. Like, yeah. like do, it's so difficult to just trust the internet now. Like... Like back in the day, I was like, "Oh yeah, don't download anything because you like that you don't know about because you get a virus." And it's like, dude, the, the the reputable sources are the virus. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, amazing stuff. Anyway, we've got a bunch of uh, text messages here. So, Lyle, Leviticus, Daniel, and Revelation, your favorite books, my friend. Yeah, I think those are up there. Leviticus, Daniel, and Revelation. Uh huh. The top three. Hebrews as well. Uh huh. Because Hebrews and Leviticus, you kind of have to have together. Sure. Daniel and Revelation yeah. go together in the same way that Hebrews and Leviticus go together. Sure. One explains the other. Yeah, that's right. I, I like these books. I need to be hard to pick, but uh, they would definitely be on in my top ten, if not my top five, mm. along with some of the other historical books, which is just absolutely amazing. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. All right, next one says here, the drone warplane in positive different news, Lawson. Definitely cool. You haven't convinced me I'm positive different, though. Some <laughs> laughing faces here. But Jesus coming back soon is always positive. Also, I thought ICBMs can deliver uh, payloads faster. This is true. No, so, so this, is, this is the deal. This is the deal. It's that the plane that's going to shoot a payload out of it yes. is now moving at 4,000 miles an hour. It's moving at the speed of an ICBM. That's right. That will shoot. It's actually going a bit slower than an ICBM. That, no, that's right. But this is the plane Yes. that then is carrying the ICBM. So it's a more, it's a more efficient way of doing it. Yeah, that's right. It's the same thing, just more efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Braden says, Lyle, you came from Tasmania, so you, you shouldn't be... so so. Okay. You came from Tasmania, didn't you, Lyle? So shouldn't that be a normal temperature? I don't remember which temperature I was talking about. As a Kiwi, I get amused when I see Aussies complaining how cold it is when it goes below 20. Uh, that said, I've been here too long and I'm becoming one of those Aussies. <laughs> because it's cold in It's Tasmania. cold below 20. Tassie often gets, this time of year, we often get single-digit highs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not uncommon to get single-digit highs. This is a bit brisk down there. There's no mm. question about that. And that's why we're not there. Yes, that's why we are here. Uh, Tassie Canada is, co- is coming on after the show, so they are there. Yeah, that's right. And they are enjoying their cool temperatures. 
All right, anyone seen... Uh... Okay, anyone seen the ads for the show The Hunted, I think it's called? They track you and find you. It's on Channel 10. I finally realized they already have everything they need to find and catch us in end times. That's a fact right there. Mm. Absolutely. There is no place that you can hide at the end of time. Nowhere on this planet where you can hide. Mm. Uh, the only place that you can hide is under the shadow, shadow of the Almighty. Yeah. It is as simple as that. And if you're hiding under the shadow of the Almighty, no one can find you when probation closes. So true. Yes. We, we were talking about yesterday, we were talking like we're talking about the, the chastening of the Lord. Uh, you know, because we've been in a Bible study talking about the crucible and how God refines us, and that that process can only happen with Jesus on our side. Mm-hmm. To get through the judgment, Jesus needs to be on our side. For our hearts to change and become better, Jesus needs to be on our side. Like, that's all we have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Raphael's uh, texting through just now to point out which is the greatest data mining uh, entity in the universe. Uh-huh. Yes. Is it the book of life? It's called the book of life. Yeah. <laughs> he says, did you know that God has all the data on your life, but he will use it in righteousness? Mm. Yeah, that's data mining on the next level. Mm. And that's data mining for the purpose of eradicating evil from the universe. Mm. Because without that data, God cannot eradicate evil because God can eradicate evil people and evil beings. But without that data, he cannot justify why he has done so. Mm. And so that data is what ensures that evil never comes back again. And that judgment is fair. Absolutely. And that data means that when God creates other beings somewhere in the future or whatever God decides to do, and they decide like, yeah, you know what, we might try an alternative to a government of love, you know, mm. uh, like Satan did. God can say, hey, um, sit down. Let me, let, me, let me show you a few minutes of what happened. Yeah. They pull out uh, Satan, Satan, like Satan literature, like, you know, the local socialists do at uh, Newcastle University and try to convince me that this was a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And God's going to be like, um, let me show you. Let me just, let me just play the, play this reel for a bit. Tell me when to stop. Yeah, that's right. Tell me when you've got enough PTSD from watching it. Oh, that was all on record. The data has all been collected. That was so funny, actually, last week. I was at, I was at Newcastle Uni for the fairs day and I was hanging out with the socialists and they were like, yeah, so we're, we're like very much like Marxists. Like we're, we're full Marxists and we think that Russia didn't go far enough in, in instilling communism into their country and, and we're looking for a That's rebel- why they killed 90 million people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they didn't go far enough. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like, yeah, you know, we need to overthrow the bureaucracy and the bourgeoisie. And, you know, if if deadly force is needed for that, well, then, you know, that's what needs to happen. And like they're saying it so calm. They were saying it so calmly. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, like this is what needs to happen. Like bureaucracy is the most evil thing in existence. And I'm like... Like I was standing there very calmly, very casually, just asking questions to seeing their opinion. I love doing it. I love getting to hear why it is that people think the way that they think. And I was like, my generation would not have had those people at university. Mm. Uh, if there's somebody, who's, if there's another ex-gen out there that can can uh, uh, contradict that, that that was at university in my generation, then please do. Is that is that because it was like because the world was not so polarized? We were much more centrist. Mm. You know, we were to the left and we were to the right for sure, uh, but we were much more centrist. Now we are much more extreme. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's really scary stuff. Mm. And when you look at where our world is at right now, you know, we've got the invi- we've got the all of the ingredients for you know go back and read the history of what the world was like just before the Second World War. Mm. 
the world was polarised and the world was pushing to extremes. Mm. And this is why you had your Adolf Hitlers, this is why you had your Stalins, this is why you had your Francos and your Mussolinis and so forth who were quite extreme and who were able to get into power as extremists because the opposite was extreme. Mm. So when you get polarisation, what you get is extremists in power. You don't get centrists in power. Yeah, that's right. And when you get extremists in power, people die. That's right. We need to get to our Bible study. It's the best. Uh, let's go to Revelation chapter 12 and, oh, we've got another faith, another text message here. Just clicking through. <laughs> they just keep coming. Yeah, I, we love hearing from you guys. I do have an odd question, something I've been planning for a while in my head. Should we be planning physically for end times in terms of buying camping things for when we can no longer pay rent and have to leave? I'm planning to buy winter sleeping bags, for example. I think winter sleeping bags and camping things are a good thing to have, Sky. Regardless of whether you're planning for the end of time or not, because if you have camping things, you can go camping. You, that's right. And that is awesome. It's and that is the best thing you can do with your kids. And spending time with nature will lead you closer to God. Absolutely. So I highly encourage everybody to buy camping things. Mm-hmm. I like that. You sound like a Kathmandu salesman, Lyle. Yes. Oh, well, whatever. Um, whichever <laughs> brand you like, uh, just go buy some. I remember when my kids were small, we were so poor. We were like ridiculously poor. We had no money at all. We bought like a $300 tent Uh and we used that for like 10 or 15 years. We wore that thing. The last time we used that tent, when I, when I packed it up at the, at, and, and we were loading back in the car rather than packing it back into its bag, I just wrapped it all up, dropped it in the wheelie bin and left the campsite. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this one's done. We got so much use out of that. That's amazing. It leaked like a sieve, but we had so much fun. That's awesome. Daniel 12, beginning in verse 1. Go for it. Daniel 12 and verse 1, the Bible says, At that time, Michael, the archangel, who stands guard over the na- over your nation, will rise. Then there will be a time of anguish greater than any since nations first came into existence. But at that time, every one of your people whose name is written in the book will be rescued. Okay, so it's a very relevant question that Sky has asked in relationship to the this passage right here. Mm. A time of trouble such as never was. Mm. And maybe we'll toss that in for question of the day one time. You know, Should we be buying camping things because the time of trouble such as never was was coming? Let's think about some of the big times of trouble that our world has seen. Mm. You can think of the Dark Ages. That was one that just lasted for century after century mm. where God's people were persecuted and killed and just crusade after crusade after crusade was raised against them. Mm. You can think of... You know, other times of trouble in the Bible that God's people have been through, you know, 400 years of slavery in Egypt Mm. or the flood or whatever it might be. And the Bible says that this will be a time of trouble like the world has never seen Diocletian's persecution for 10 years. Wow. Just off the charts, just wipe out every Christian, wipe out every Christian teacher, wipe out every copy of the Bible. That was Diocletian. Mm. And so the Bible says that this will be worse than has ever been seen before. Wow. And I think there's a whole bunch of things that come in to make it worse. And it's not just the persecution that God's people will face, but what our world is actually going through with the signs of the times. Mm. You know, the Bible says that, you know, read the, the last plagues. You know, we're just talking about this heat wave in the UK where they hit 40, which is pretty lame by Aussie standards. <laughs> uh, but it was the hottest on record. Yeah. You look at... Uh, for instance, the um, passage in 
Revelation 16 where the Bible says that just before Jesus comes back that there will be a plague where the sun is given power to scorch men with great heat. Mm. We haven't seen that yet. That That's something that happens after, you know, and so you get this sort of little, what would that be like? Mm. So this will definitely be a time of trouble such as never was. And who stands up? Michael. Michael stands up. i say something controversial right here. Before I say something controversial, I'm going to clarify it. Uh-huh. Jesus was not created. He is eternal. Yes. Michael is another name for Jesus. Mm. Michael was not created. Michael is eternal. Mm. The word angel does not mean created. Mm. It means messenger. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're in our Bible study. We're in Daniel chapter 12. How good that's right. How good is life when you get to study Daniel 12? We've started in the first verse. We've talked about the time of trouble such as never was. And we're really looking at the preparation that we need for that time of trouble because when we talk about crucibles, this is a crucible yes. right here. Yes. And the important thing about character is that a crucible like this, you know, the time of trouble here is not going to create character. Mm. It's going to reveal character. Wow. Because this is the close of probation. This is like character yeah. is re- your character is set. Yeah, everyone kind of, you know, we like we read the Bible and and this is actually what we we're talking about yesterday, like God bringing us through trials and so he can chasten us, he can correct us and he can build character. But this is like this is why. Yes. This, 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 like this, this moment is why. So interesting stuff. Before we get into it, we'll have our last final question for the quiz. Well, for today, we're going to be drawing the quiz tomorrow. You'll have a couple more chances to get in. But which gospel records the fewest of the miracles performed by Jesus? 0491-064-669 is the number to call a text. Mm. If you know the answer, the answer is actually a little bit subversive. But uh, again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Which one of four? Which of the gospels records the fewest of uh, the miracles that Jesus performed? And if you answer that one correctly, you will go into the draw to win either a amazing. Well, you'll win a puzzle. You'll win a CD if you win the draw, and you can pick which ones you want. Mm-hmm. So, guys, get in. 0491-064-669. Okay. I'm going to show you something really subtle here in this passage. What does the Bible say that Jesus does in verse 1? It says that, well, it says Michael stands up. He stands up. Uh-huh. Okay, so Jesus stands up. And I, and I mentioned this before the we went to the song, Jesus is not a created being. Uh-huh. But is Jesus a human? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Is Jesus God? Uh-huh. Is Jesus a messenger? Uh-huh. Is an angelos a messenger? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. That's the important point right there. The word angel does not mean a heavenly being. It means a messenger. Yeah. And so Jesus is an eternal being who has no beginning, has no end, is a human being now since the incarnation, and is a messenger. Is Jesus the greatest messenger? Yes. And ark simply means greatest messenger. Yeah, that's right. Simple as that. So if you're going to claim, it's actually quite blasphemous to claim that Michael, the archangel, is... Uh, somebody other than Jesus Christ because you are claiming that there is a greater messenger than Jesus Christ because you can only have one ark. Yeah. You know, ark is greatest. That's as simple as that. Yeah. You can only have one greatest messenger. Furthermore, Michael is the person that represents God against Satan. Yes. That represents God 
in the burning bush. It doesn't say Michael, but it says the angel of the Lord. Oh, right throughout the Bible, the angel that redeemed you. Yeah, the Bible says the, the angel is a redeemer. This is not this is not a created being. A created being can't redeem you. Yeah, I, I love that particular story of Moses falling down before the burning bush and worshiping and being told to worship by an angel. Yes, the angel of the Lord, and then he calls him God. Like That's he calls right. the angel Who God. Is God, and then you see John try to worship an angel in Revelation, and then the angel's like, "Hey, no, hey, 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 stop, stop, please stop." And so it's obvious, yeah. Michael the archangel. By the way, the word Michael meaning the one who is like God. Yes. So, and Revelation chapter twelve plainly says that Michael is the captain of the armies of heaven. Yeah. And when Joshua meets the captain of the armies of heaven, he's told to take his shoes off because he's in the presence of God. Yeah. It's like you can go from one verse to the next to the next to the next. Everything that the Bible says about Michael indicates that Michael is another name for God. Uh-huh. Okay, people get really emotional about that. I'm not really quite sure why. Hmm. Uh, I think they get emotional because they're like, oh, you said he's an angel. That means you're saying that Jesus is a creative being. No, that's not what I'm saying. Hmm. I'm saying he's a messenger. That's what the word, the word angel, angelos, means. Hmm. All right. Uh, but he stands up, right? That's right. Hebrews 8 verse 1. Uh-huh. Hebrews 8 verse Oh, one. we're going to read it? Yeah, oh, okay, read let me... Hebrews 8 verse let, let me turn some What pages. did Jesus do when he went back to heaven? Oh, this is... I love this passage. Let's read it. Here is the main point. Mm-hmm. We have a high priest who sat down in the place ah. of honor beside the throne of majesty mm. of God in heaven. So what did Jesus do when he went to heaven? He sat down. And what is he doing in Daniel 12? Standing up. So what's that... What, what might that be indicating? Well, Jesus... Goes to heaven. Yes. Okay. Sits he, down. He completes this work of, yes. of redemption. That's right. And then he goes into heaven to begin the work of intercession. Because right. he's the high priest. Mm-hmm. And part of his work, oh, he sits down. That's right. He sits, he sits and down. he's doing the intercession. That's right. But then if he, it's the end of time, he stands up. Uh-huh. Has the work finished? Ah, interesting thought. Go to Acts chapter 7. <laughs> okay. Oh, dude, we're, we're going. We're going verse to verse right here. This is awesome. Uh, Acts chapter 7, as I find and it. Verse 56. But before you read verse 56, what is Acts 7 all about? Acts 7 is Stephen preaching. And then what happens at the end of the chapter? He dies. He dies. Okay, does that fit? Does that event fit anywhere in Bible prophecy? Yeah, it's ultimately the the like the end of probation for the Jews. They cut themselves oh, off. Yeah, interesting. Because they start killing Christianity, and from here, so it's the end of probation. Yeah, for the Jewish people. Yeah. So now God's church is no longer the Jewish church. Now the Christian church. That's right. And immediately following the this, goes, so the gospel so goes to the world. End yeah. of probation. Okay, okay, okay. Verse 56. Uh, yeah, yeah, verse 56. Verse 56. Watch this. The, Bi- watch this. <laughs> the Bible says, And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Okay, so what happens when probation closes? Jesus, Jesus stands, stands up. up. It happened at the end of the close of probation for the Jewish church, uh-huh. and then it happens at the close of probation for the Christian church. For the world. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, absolutely. Let's let's go back to Daniel twelve now. Oh, there's so many things. Oh, we're only just getting started on. It. We're going to do this till the end of the week. I know it. <laughs> I want to. I don't care what the Bible study says. Daniel twelve is cool. Verse two. Verse two. The Bible says, "Many of those whose bodies lie dead and buried will rise up, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting disgrace." Okay. 
Uh-huh. So you have a resurrection taking place here. Who's resurrected when Jesus comes back? Uh, you have people to everlasting life. Yes. And then it says there are people who will be resurrected to everlasting disgrace. But the Bible says of the wicked that the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. So the thousand years haven't begun when Jesus comes back. Uh-huh. The rest of the dead, the wicked, uh-huh. do not live again until the thousand years are finished. Uh-huh. So they're not resurrected until the end of the thousand years. But here the Bible says they're resurrected at the beginning of the thousand years, which is the return of Jesus. So which is it? Uh, well, I mean, you know, when this idea is expanded upon in Revelation, it kind of gives us a timeline. But I feel like this is just kind of carrying out, you know, this is this is basically describing what takes place. Mm. Because there are resurrections. Okay, all right. Let me show you Matthew. Let me show you something. This is one. We're going to go all over the place here. <laughs> this is going to be cool. Uh, let me just go to Matthew chapter twenty-six. I think we're going to Matthew twenty-six. Twenty-six. Yeah. This is a rather chilling prophecy right here. Oh, I think I know what we're going to look at. Uh, let me go to twenty-six and verse sixty-three and sixty-four. Go for it. 26 verse 63, the Bible says, But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus said, You have said it, and in the future you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand, coming in the clouds of heaven. Does that mean that the high priest was going to be saved? No. He rejected God. That means that he's going to be resurrected. Jesus stands in front of him and says, like, yep, I'm going to raise you from the dead to see me come back. And then we have, uh, what is it, Revelation 1 verse 7, where yes. it says, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. That's right. That's what the Bible says. It includes those who pierced him. Okay, so we've got some really exciting stuff that we're going to be getting into as we go verse by verse through these passages in Daniel chapter 12 and talk about uh, the crucible uh, that we have at this time. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is about time for question of the day. I'm looking forward to this question today. It's going to be mm-hmm. a good one. Uh, before we get there, let's have answers to our quiz. Okay, answers. What type of wood did King Solomon said would be as common as a sycamore tree? Cedar. Uh, what would Christ uh, make his enemies? A footstool. Uh, what, who was it that made the calf out of gold? It was Aaron. Fill in the blanks. Okay, this is the interesting one. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm-hmm. And finally, which gospel records the fewest of the miracles performed by Jesus? This, I told you the answer was subversive. The answer is Matthew. Really? Yeah. Really? Matthew has the fewest miracles of Jesus. In I would it. not have gone with Matthew. That's right. It's very subversive answer. Mm. A lot of people wrote John, and they were wrong. So. Well, that was the one that came to my mind because John talks so much about you know his relationship with Jesus. I'm like, well, maybe he talks less about miracles, mm. more about relationship. Matthew, it's Matthew. All right. Well, yes. congratulations, everyone who got you know answers correct and whatnot. But right now, it is time for question of the day. All right, Lyle. Our question of the day today is: Who is the blessed? God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Peter and Paul. 
Okay, so you're going to find this in Romans chapter 15 and verse 6, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. You find it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. And 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because of his great mercy has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And the person wants to know who is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is simply, and I think quite obviously, God the Father. Mm. It's not God the Son. It's not God the Holy Spirit. It is God the Father. Mm. Now, some people trip over this and they think, well, if Jesus has somebody that he calls God, then doesn't mean that doesn't that mean that Jesus is not God? Absolutely not. Nothing could be further from the truth. If we go to Hebrews chapter two, let's go to Hebrews chapter two very quickly and find out what the Bible says about Jesus and his ministry here on earth. The Bible says in verse sixteen, for truly he did not take on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, notice this next word in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people for in that he himself has suffered being tempted he is able to help those who are tempted in how many things was Jesus made like us the Bible says in all things in other words Jesus came to this earth to show us how to live not as God not as an angel but as a human being And as a human being, he had to rely on God. He could have used his own divine power at any point, but he did not use his divine power. He only used power that he drew on from God in the same way that we can draw on exactly that same power from Mm. God ourselves today. It would have been pointless if he had come with the nature of an angel because we already know that an angel knows how to live a righteous life. Mm. We need to know how a human being can do that. Mm. And a human being can only do that by relying on God. And so Jesus, in his incarnation here on this earth, is relying on God. He's relying on the Father. He's referring to him as God. He's referring to him as the Father. And that is his source of power. If it was anything different from that, we would be lost. Mm. Now, the next question that comes up in relationship to this is how long has the Father been the Father and the Son been the Son? Because the Old Testament speaks about Jesus as the Son of God before the Incarnation. And here we need to apply a principle that you find throughout Scripture, and that is this very simple principle. The promises of God are so sure that they are always counted as present reality. The Bible says you have eternal life right now. No, you don't. You're going to die. But the promise of of the resurrection is so sure it's counted as present reality. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was crucified before the foundation of the world. No, he wasn't. He was crucified in 31 AD. But because the promise was there... It was counted as present reality. Jesus has been present reality, the Son of God, for eternity. This does not indicate that God is a rank above Jesus. It does not indicate that God existed before Jesus. The Bible is crystal clear that that is absolutely impossible because Jesus is, the Bible says, Colossians chapter 1, before all 
things. Mm. You can't be before all things if the Father is before you. So Jesus is equal in power, equal in eternity, equal in Godship with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. We would expect him to refer to God. It couldn't be no other way here on this earth. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. Of course, as you go through the day, spend some time with Jesus and spend some time in Bible study by yourself. There's no substitute for it. Do not forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Secure